on Wednesdays, we watch One Tree Hill, the podcast where a bunch of nostalgic millennials sit around and talk about a TV show from the early 2000s that they either grew up with or have never seen before in their entire lives. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Brody, and with me, as always, is Jesse. Hi. And Caitlin. Hi. And today, we are talking about Season 4, Episode 7 of One Tree Hill, titled All These Things I've Done, which, fun fact, is a song by The Killers. Hell yeah, very, And a very good Hell song yeah. that I may add. Yes. Uh, I love that song. I love that band. Good band. So, okay. Yeah. I don't think people give The Killers... Like, people at large give The Killers enough credit for how nope. fucking good every song they sing is. Yep. Like... Yes, Mr. Brightside is great, but yes. we talked they about are the more than the meme of Mr. Brightside. Album. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Anyway. Okay. Yes. So we opened the episode on the Tart Fashion Show. I don't know if I called it the Tart Fashion Show last week when we talked about it, but it is called the Tart Fashion Show. And I'm going to say it a lot because we love a lot at the Tart Fashion Show this episode. So, so much tarts. that happens. <laughs> so much Tart. So much Tart. Yes. So Brooke is at the Tart Fashion Show and skeezy teacher Nick comes to support his girlfriend, but he is immediately shoved into a dressing room when Mouth comes by. Because, of course, Brooke can't do anything without having Mouth help her. I hope that man is getting some kind of like consultant fee or like assistant fee because, you know, he he's not integral to close over bros. Like, you know, he's not. That boy is doing that because he loves Brooke Davis. It's true. <laughs> All it is. And it's also, he gets to place body jewels on <laughs> models' chests. Yes, because that's the next thing. <laughs> he drops off some stuff and he says, what do you need me to do next? He's like, I need you to paste these body jewels on this model. Which turns out to be, fun fact, Carrie D. English from America's Next Top Model, Cycle 7. I was so we fucking stoked. Up. I was right? so stoked to see her. That was that's honestly like here's how aggressively millennial I am. I have a favorite cycle of America's Next Top Model, and that's it. Like, I mean, right? I think that's everyone's favorite cycle because that's when the show peaked. Yep, true. true and really. then it went real bad, and then we realized how problematic it actually was. Yeah, that that was Carrie D on the car with the elephant nose. They yep. were in Spain doing the bullfight. Oh. Yep. Carrie D told Ni- Nigel to get the stick out of his ass. Peak. So good. Uh, so, so good. So, so good. Yes. <laughs> so fun fact, Carrie D won this little cameo in the episode through a challenge on America's Next Top Model. Yep. So that is why she is all over this episode. And I kind of love it. Yes. Just causing all the causing all the issues, really. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cosmo kind of inner turmoil for our mystery. For, for a cameo, she sure uh, stirs a lot of pots. Yes, she does. <laughs> yes, she does. So then we cut over to Haley and Nathan. And Haley is um, in their closet trying to get some stuff down. And Nathan helps her. And while he's doing that, she drops the bombshell to Nathan that she wants to go to Duke with him. She got her acceptance letter and she wants to support him and his dream at Duke. And they're all very, very excited. And he's asking her why she's getting all this stuff down out of the closet. And she says it's because she's babysitting for a little extra cash and experience. And she says, do you want to help? And he's like, no, I hate kids. And he says, but I'll love our kid. And he leaves. <laughs> good save. Good save. It's a really right. good save there. Good 18 save. year old soon to be father. Right? He there says it so casually. He like throws it over his shoulder and starts walking out of the house. And he's like, that's a bad note to leave off. Right. He's, but, but I'll love our kid. It's right. fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yes. Uh, and she says my favorite response to anything. Oh. Uh, she uh, she says it helps that you're hot. Like. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because he, yeah. he does say he's like, does does that make up for it? And she's like, it helps that you're hot. And then he yep. leaves. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then we go back to Tart, and um, Carrie D is ready to eat mouth alive, pretty much. Like. <laughs> I mean, she basically says exactly that. Yep. Yep, and she invites him to hang out that night with her and all of her model friends. And she likes him because he's a hot young virgin. Ew. Right? Gross. Uh, But she tells him there's a girl good chance after that night that he won't wake up a virgin tomorrow. Dear God. There's so much, like, weird 
predatory adults, like, framed as, like, fun... Fun like, jokey bits? Yeah. Jokey bits for our teenagers in this yep. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we go to Peyton, who is uh, back in her room painting a now mural of a very scary bulldog in her stark white room when she hears the door open downstairs. And she goes down and she finds out that the back door was open and she shuts it and she's scared by her brother, Derek, who, who basically tells her, um, yeah, your house really is real easy to break into. There's about four different places. So I'm going to fix that for you. And how you doing? And she protests and she's like, I'm totally fine. I don't need you. We're good. I'm good. I'm good. And Derek points out to her that she hasn't been at school all week and insists that she go to school if she's all good. And she says, fine, I'll go if you leave. Just the greatest sibling relationship we've had since season one. It's fine. Derek doing... Everything with home security that we wish Peyton or Larry would have taken care of like three right? seasons ago. <laughs> right? You know, hey, you know, yeah. Then we go to Nathan, Lucas, and Skills, because um, where Nathan was actually going before he said he hated kids was to go practice with Lucas and Skills at the River Court. And they're having some fun, shooting some hoops, and then Dante pulls up. Ooh. And Nathan goes over to talk to Dante, and Nathan tells him he doesn't have the money to pay him back. And Dante basically says, okay, well, now it went from you owing me $10,000 to $15,000. And <sighs> yeah, but he says to Nathan, he'll forgive the debt if Nathan will win the semifinals of the state championships um, by less than nine points because he has a bet that the Ravens are going to win in 10. And he says, if you can do that for me, I'll make your your um, debt go away and we'll be all fine. It'll be all good. Yeah, you can always trust a bookie, whatever. Like, yeah. And while this is going on, Lucas and Skills are talking and Lucas has skills if he knows who that guy is. And Skills says, I know of him. I don't know him, but I know that anything involving them can't be good. Yep. Yeah. It's. uh Uh huh. Yes. So, yeah. They're just. I I don't like any of it. Nope. It's a super, I will say it's a super uncomfortable plot for this show that I've never enjoyed. And I don't think anybody ever enjoys seeing happen to Nathan. No, no, I just bad choices, bad choices, buddy. The high stakes gambling on high school basketball is a little weird as well. Just at face value, even if it wasn't happening to Nathan, it's like, right. This is a lot, a lot of writing on a high school basketball game. Yeah. Duke is right there. Isn't that a better, more lucrative place to gamble your money? I don't know. Well, it is, but college students are not as naive as 18 year old seniors in high school with money problems. And therefore, high stakes gambling on a high school basketball game is more predatory and easier to pull off. It's true. It mm-hmm. makes him a worse guy. <laughs> it makes yeah. him worse. It makes it even worse when you think about it like that, that he it's probably true. is doing high stakes gambling on a high school basketball game because it's more predatory and therefore easier. Yes. Yep. True. Yep. Yeah. So then we go back to Tart and Rachel is now there to come see Brooke and um, show Brooke. What? Nothing. Continue. And ah. Mm-hmm. I said, speaking of tarts. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. But Rachel has a little show and tell to show Brooke that she's on the cover of Maxim. It's the first time they've ever had a hometown hottie on the cover. Gross. Cool. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. And so she tells, she tells Brooke, she says, we're going to go celebrate after your fashion show. And Brooke's like, I can't, I'm busy. And Rachel calls out the fact that she's like, I know you've been hanging out with Nick. And Brooke immediately turns that back around and says, oh my God, you look so pretty. And Rachel falls <laughs> for it and they're all good. Okay. Also, then, Brooke yeah. has no poker face. None. Because <laughs> literally she goes, why do you have plans with Mr. Chavez? And Brooke starts to go, how did you know? And then has and like stops herself and is like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, bestie, right? <laughs> sweetie, sweetie. 
Well, it was like, wasn't it last episode when they decided that they couldn't do this anymore while they were like sucking each other's faces off? And uh-huh. uh, and she goes back to Rachel and she's like, yeah, it's over. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 It wasn't convincing then. It's not convincing now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving on, we go to Peyton, who is at school and everyone is still staring at her. And she starts to remember the attack in the hallway until Lucas finds her and taps her on the shoulder and it freaks her out. And he realizes, all right, let's get you home. You don't need to be here right now. Yeah. Yeah. Also, bold of Lucas to bleach his hair to the exact tone of Peyton's attacker. (laughs) (laughs) Dear God. Like, I just, I noticed it when I was watching this episode that like, no wonder she's got P. I I mean, there's a lot of reasons she has PTSD, but Luke is not helping. Like, Wow. Just, because, wow. Out of a, because in a peripheral, if I were Peyton and I saw Luke is coming, I'd yeah. fucking panic. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's wow. a skinny six foot something platinum blonde boy. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, exactly. She also says, she says during her first interaction with her brother that she prefers the other Derek. And this is something that pops up, I think, twice in this episode. I'm it like, does. It does. what? Like, that's not even a funny joke. That's not even a good, like, slam. No, that no. Is, that, what were you trying to yeah. accomplish with that? Yep, no. yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's not funny. But you don't know what is funny? Deb trying to get pills out of a doctor. Oh my god. <laughs> she Ladies really and gentlemen, tried it. Deb has hit rock bottom. It's fine. Not yet. Nope, she's not almost yet. there. She's almost she's there. Got she's got like five minutes. She's got the shovel. Uh, but she's at the doctor's office and she's pretending to have this really bad backache to get more pills. And the doctor sees right through her bullshit. So Deb tries to do a sympathy routine and say that her life's complete garbage and the pills are the only thing that help. But the doctor's like, nope, you need to get your life in order. And Deb's like, oh, okay, I can do that. Go make a phone call. So the doctor leaves to go make a phone call for what rehab. A shitty for Deb. Doctor. Really? Come on. It goes back to my theory that D's can still get you degrees. Yeah. You don't have to be that smart to be a doctor. Let's just be real here. Then you just have to do a lot of schooling. True. You don't have, they, to, start, you have to be persistent. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you graduate from a from medical medical school with D's from the worst medical school in the country they still call you doctor. Yep, <laughs> they still do. It's a thing. Oh. Yes, so as this D doctor leaves the office, Deb literally just takes the prescription pad that is laying on the table and leaves. This woman admitted to you that she was abusing pills because she is depressed. And her life is garbage. And you go, you're right. I'm going to make a phone call and leave you alone with my prescription pad. Have a great day. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Then we go back to school. And we are in Mr. Chavez's English class with Rachel and some of the other senior boys who are fawning over Rachel and this Maxim cover, asking for pictures, having her sign the magazine, all this kind of crazy shit, until Nick comes into the class. He tells everyone to settle down and takes all the magazines away and tells Rachel to sit down. But Rachel tells him she thought he'd like that because he likes high school girls. And he immediately says, you're coming to detention after school. (laughs) Great. Sure. Rachel's cool. gonna Rachel. <laughs> Rachel's gonna Rachel. Never, I've never. Quite honestly, though. <laughs> quite honestly, though, I'm digging the uh, the victim of this. Rachel's gonna Rachel. Like, bring oh, it. He up. deserves it. Absolutely. He so deserves oh, it. Absolutely. He so deserves it. I'm Team Rachel on this one. Like, bring it on. Bring oh, it same. <laughs> but I'm also like, there is a part of me that was like, you are very jealous because your relationship with your older man did not work out. I think it starts out that way. And I think by the end of the episode, it's a very different yeah. take on it. But sure. yes, yeah, it starts out that way. And then it becomes very genuine, which I kind of love for Rachel. But anyway, yeah. moving on, we'll get to that. Um, we go back to Tart because I'm going to say Tart 50,000 times. That's the drinking game this episode, kids. Drink every time I say Tart. Working on your it. liver, your liver will not thank you at the end of the episode. 
But Brooke is there watching her designs go out on the runway while Mouth helps out Carrie D again. Um, I don't know what this time to get a shoe on or I can't remember what the hell it was. But she ends up kissing him after that and says she's very excited for tonight. Now I know why they call you Mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. God. Yeah, it was a, will you help me, mouthy, will you help me put my shoe on so I don't chip my nails? There it is. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> my favorite yep. part of all of this, though, is Brooke just watching Mouth flounder uh-huh. <laughs> and is having the time of her life. Oh, yeah. She's, yeah. like, living for all this attention Mouth is getting. Yep. Mm-hmm. She's like, Mouth deserves it. Let Mouth get hit on by some models. It's fine. This is how she's paying him or think she's paying <laughs> Literally. him. Literally. Yep. yep, exactly. Exactly. Yes. But no, as soon as um, Carrie D goes to get on the runway, immediately a wild Gigi appears. Because apparently everyone can go backstage at Tarte. Right. And Ben's and... like, why aren't these children in school? <laughs> like, right. like, full get off my lawn energy <laughs> in my apartment this afternoon. <laughs> yes. So, but Gigi shows up and asks him if he prefers the color red or the color blue, because that's the color of the dress she's going to wear for their date tonight. Because remember, last episode, kids, Mouth asked Gigi out on a date. And he picks red. So Gigi's going to wear red to their date tonight. Mouth is very confused by the end of it all. Also the color dress that Carrie D is wearing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wonder, wonder why he said red. Huh. Yes. Then we go to Haley, who... Gets the kids she's going to babysit from the mom who literally just asks, do you have the number for the local authorities? Okay, great. Bye. And the kids disappear in her apartment somewhere. Like, this is that apartment is not that big. No. Nope. She truly should not have lost those children that quickly. Nope, not at all. <laughs> but she did. Like, all the doors were open. It's not even like they, like, ran and slammed doors and hid under a bed. It was just no. all the doors are open. Yep. <laughs> they just full on disappeared, apparated out of there. No, yeah. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then uh, we go back to Rachel, who go who comes into uh, Nick's classroom for detention, and she immediately starts teasing him about Brooke and how she knows. And they trade some pretty vicious insults until I think Nick realizes that oh no, Rachel actually knows what's going on, and she's going to have the upper hand about all this. So he finally goes, "What do you want?" And she says, oh, I just want one thing before she closes the door behind her. Dun, dun, dun. In that moment, what did you think she was doing? Oh, I absolutely thought that she was coming on him because she's jealous that it didn't work out with Cooper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. no, and I and I didn't think it was just going to be one sided. I thought they were going to engage in relations with each other. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, same. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Then we cut over to Peyton and more specifically Lucas and Derek coming to see Peyton. And turns out Lucas called Derek um, since Lucas has his game tonight and he won't be around to be around Peyton. So he called Derek to keep her company. And Peyton finally admits to both of them that she had a panic attack and that she isn't just fine. And Lucas starts to make excuses for her and everything. And Derek tells Lucas that he can't protect her and the world doesn't ever let up. And she tells him to back the hell off. And Derek's like, fine, I'll leave. And that's when they make the second joke of Lucas saying, I think I preferred the other Derek better. Oh, God. God. Uh No, no. You remember when the other Derek tased your fucking broken ass heart, like literally broken heart? Uh (laughs) To be fair, I took that as them referring to scary Derek before he got scary. Because right. if you remember, I mean, Scary yeah. Derek was very, very nice until he wasn't. Oh, yes. Yeah. So no. I think that's what they're referring to. At least that's how I took it, because both times I thought the joke was funny. So- okay. <laughs> I mean, I chuckled at it, but it doesn't mean it's a good joke. <laughs> I just good joke. It's-, it's a great joke, even. But I'm <laughs> going to need you to stop. stop. <laughs> uh, I, uh, yep. I just, even if they did mean that, I think while Peyton is actively talking about the panic attack she had at school because of this other Derek, like it's fine if Peyton wants to make the super dark gallows humor jokes, but for Lucas to join in on it while Peyton is working through a panic attack was I'm like, "Mm, yeah, 
That's fair. But yeah. Who yeah. knows boundaries? What are boundaries in this town? There are no boundaries in this damn She's show. Sleeping it's in fine. his bed. Sure yeah. is. Yep. Yep. So Lucas apologizes to Peyton for calling him, but Peyton admits that he's actually right. And she will see Lucas at the game that night. And Lucas is like, well, no, you can just come with me. And she says, nope, he can't keep saving her and she'll be just fine. But she's got to do this on her own. He's like, okay. So back at Tart, uh, Rachel goes to tell Brooke that um, she had detention with Nick and he hit on her and that he's a bad guy. And Brooke immediately does not believe her and says that she just might be jealous and she's lonely. And Rachel walks off um, telling her do whatever she wants and leaves because Rachel's pissed that Brooke does not believe her. I mean, if Rachel wasn't su- such a shitty person. Right. It's the wolves in <laughs> sheep's clothing thing. Right, it's like yeah. the little boy who cried wolf. It's like Absolutely. shame on you. Fool me once. Shame on uh, fool me. Three thousand two hundred twenty five times by this right. point. Sh- yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think you, you nailed that saying, Brody. I'm really, really proud did. of you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Then comes my favorite scene, which is Deb. <laughs> At the pharmacy, trying to use the stolen <laughs> prescription pad to get drugs from the pharmacist. But it turns out she got a little overzealous with her prescription and prescribed three different kinds of sedatives. Yep. <laughs> and, the, and the pharmacist is like, I've never seen anyone be prescribed this before. This has got to be a mistake. I need to call your doctor. And she ends up threatening the pharmacist, just fill the damn prescription. He's like, oh, okay, sure. And he goes in the back room and calls the cops. (laughs) I am just like so floored because she's, I mean, I know she's a junkie and I know that like, you know, her little act with the doctor was like, the doctor saw right through it, but it's just like, Deb is not a stupid woman. No. Like, so this is like, this tells you how badly these drugs have affected her Uh and how like deep in it she is that like her common sense is gone. Yes. And it's so sad. Like, oh, it's really sad, but it's also funny. Like, no, that's what I was about to say was it's really funny, but it's really sad that it's really funny. Yes. Yes, but I just have to say I have I have to applaud Barbara Ellen Woods for her com- comedy in this episode because oh, yeah, she's great, so good. She's so good at playing the trashed out junkie, and it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Oh God! So then we go back to Haley, who's still babysitting these children, and while one of them is feeding her dirt and water, the other one runs out of the bathroom dressed as a ninja with the toilet plunger as his sword. And he ends up beating Haley to the point where she runs into the bathroom and shuts the door to barricade them out (laughs) while she hides. So it's going well. And the bathroom is trashed. Yes, he completely trashed. The bathroom is absolutely trashed. Yep. Because that kid took toilet paper and wadded it up and threw it at her walls. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. If a kid hands you anything to drink or eat... Never, no, no, never go. No, not even ask. You can ask, but you never go full in. Just take it. It's so good. You know, you never drink it. Never eat it. Rookie. No. Rookie move, Haley. I know. (sighs) Right. I'm also just floored that she's never babysat before. Well, here's the thing. I thought about that. She's such a Girl Scout. Right. Here's the thing, though. She was such a bookworm and she was the youngest of like, what, six or seven kids or whatever it is. Yeah. Like she never had to do the babysitting. She was always the one that was babysat. No, I'm not talking about within her family. I'm talking about like as like an after school, like side thing. Yeah, she didn't have time for that. She had to study. I guess. Like I started babysitting when I was 12. Same. So like. Yeah, it's just so mind blowing to me that this is her first babysitting experience ever. Yeah, especially with for someone who likes teaching and likes kids and stuff as much as she does. I want to know who. Well, she says she she says she likes kids. She says she likes kids. (laughs) For now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Who who is the person that set them up with these demon spawn? Yeah. Karen. Uh, Who knows? I hope not. (laughs) Dear Lord. Uh, yeah. So then we go to Nathan, who ends up over at Deb's house to steal money from her or borrow money, I should say. 
Um, cause he, tra- he tries to get into her safe to get money, to pay Dante back. And he finds the safe absolutely empty. So Deb's apparently spent all the money on drugs. Just as the t- TV flashes a news report that Deb was arrested for trying to get those drugs from the pharmacist. And we get a real quick scene of Dan at the diner at the cafe with Karen. And he's like, oh, I guess Deb's not going to be at the game tonight. Uh, we get a really good Nathan face when he is reacting yeah. to the TV. It's like... Uh-huh. What the fuck, mom? Uh-huh. He even says, he goes, damn it, mom. Yep. <laughs> when you are the emancipated child and, is the, and are the most adult person in that family. Jesus. Kind oh, of. And that, that includes the getting money from a shady gambler. Right. Dear God. <laughs> so, yep. Then uh, we go to Brooke, who is now back at school, apparently. Because um, school and the fashion show and who knows, timeline shit. And... She goes to see Principal Turner, who is asked to see her because he has found out from someone about her relationship with Nick. And Nick has been suspended. And if it's proven true, he will be fired. Brooke immediately denies it and asks who would accuse her of such things as Rachel literally turns around the corner and goes, I would. Yep. Then we go back to the Tarte fashion show where Brooke is now at again. And Nick is there and tells Brooke about him being suspended. Brooke asks him if he hit on Rachel, but Nick defends himself and says that she's the one that actually hit on him. And he starts to gaslight her about Rachel and makes Brooke start to think if she should believe him or Rachel. And she's kind of wavering until Carrie D comes up and asks if she could borrow the red dress she wore at the fashion show today to go out that night. And Brooke says, you can just keep it. That's great. And Nick compliments Brooke on the fashion show and everything else. And then they kiss and make up. Ooh. <laughs> Thanks. I hate it. Yep. Uh, the show's so messy. It is so messy. Every last minute, especially this episode. This episode is very messy. Yeah. 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 Every, yeah. You can tell, like, they're setting up for a lot of shit to go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So then, then we get my other favorite scene, which is Dan <laughs> going to the county jail. To see Deb. <laughs> and he says something like, look at which of these old prostitutes is my wife. Oh, the old one on the end. <laughs> I, I hate him. He sucks so bad, but I laughed real hard. Right. <laughs> that was a good one. No, I hate Dan, but I love Dan this episode just for that alone. Like, God. which of these prostitutes is my wife? Oh, the old one on the end. Yeah. God. And so... He tells Deb that he can get her out of jail and get the charges dropped since he's the mayor if she decides to sign the deed over uh, for Trick to Karen. And Deb's immediately like, no, screw you. No, no, no. And then he's finally like, no, 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 seriously, you're looking at jail time if you don't do this. And so she begrudgingly agrees. And she says, but no rehab. And he's like, I don't care if you OD, just sign the damn deed to Trick and be done. And then Dan starts sucking again. Yep. <laughs> yep. He gets one good one-liner in, and then that's all he gets. Yep. Which, I mean, is more than he's had in the last few episodes, so we'll give him that. It's true. Yeah, so we go back to the adventures in babysitting, and Haley has... Um, the, the the entire apartment's trashed. The, the kitchen table is now on its side. Haley's hiding behind it while the kids throw shit at her. And she's calling their mother to see why she hasn't picked them up yet. turns out she's late picking them up for some reason. I wouldn't know why she wouldn't want to spend time with these little hell spawn. But okay, great. And as she realizes they're going to be late and she has to go to the game, she's like, all right, we're going on a field trip. So she's taking them to the basketball game. What could go wrong? Fine. Great. Teenage parenthood. My favorite part of that whole phone call was her starting to be like, well, I can't. My husband has a, like, she started to say, my husband has a basketball game. Uh Uh-huh. Because, you know, and then she stops herself. (laughs) Yep. Because she's Uh, like, wait. (laughs) I am a full teenager. (laughs) yep so then we go to the basketball game which we find out is the uh the basketball game before the state championships they have to win this game to get to the championship game for state great and nathan tells whitey um 
while they're warming up that he accepted the offer to Duke and that Haley is going to come with him. And Whitey tells him that he's proud of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's... Oh. And as Nathan walks away, we see Dante and Bear. Yes, that dude's name with Dante is Bear. Yep. Mm-hmm. I hate Bye. it. No notes. Yeah. yeah. They come into the crowd and sit in the stands. And Lucas asks why they're there and tells Nathan that he saw them talking to him at the river court. And Nathan just tells Lucas to mind his own business. <sighs> Nothing good's when good comes when there are secrets between the brothers. No. Nope. Nothing good. Never good. Never good. So then the game starts, and as they as it starts, Brooke and Rachel trade some insults courtside like they used to in the good old days. And Peyton shows up, and as soon as she sees someone in the stands taking pictures of the game, she has flashbacks to Psycho Derek, and she immediately runs out. Yep. And uh, her brother Derek is waiting for her and apologizes for being mean. And he tells her that she has a choice to let this whole thing destroy her or to get up and fight. And he tells her that if she's scared to do that, she will have him to lean on. He was initially scared to let people in, but he's willing to let her in now. And then they kind of joke about how, so you only lasted five seconds in there? She's like, yeah. It's like, all right, well, let's make it six tomorrow. Yeah. I love, I love them. I love, love that Peyton has Mm -hmm. someone besides Luke watching out for her for once. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Yep. She has Derek. I like Derek. Me too. Good guy. So then, a plus. A plus. No notes. A plus big brother. He he could use a different name. It could be less confusing <laughs> if his name wasn't Derek. Well, well, you know. In his defense, it's not his fault. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. I understand that. It's not yeah. his fault that this happened. <laughs> yeah. So then we go back to the game and we see Nathan start missing opportunities to score. Lucas notices this and at halftime... Lucas confronts Nathan about it. He's already put most of the pieces together, but Nathan finally admits that he's point shaving in the game. And Lucas is shocked about this, but doesn't tell Whitey like he threatens Nathan that he's going to. Uh Mm Uh-huh. So also at halftime, Brooke confronts Rachel and tells her that Nick told her that she tried to hit on him. And Rachel denies it as Brooke just walks away and doesn't believe her. Calls her a slutty lying liar who lies. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, which is one of the most iconic <laughs> Brooke Davis lines. <laughs> yep, yep. She's a slutty lying liar who lies. If it's not single word insults like whore, yeah, it's it no is... whore in the lexicon of Brooke insults, but it's really good. <laughs> it's too many words, too many of the same words. It's either way too wordy or like Just arguably not wordy yeah. enough. <laughs> exactly. So then Haley. Is it the game with the kids? And she's hardcore struggling. The kids are throwing popcorn at her. It's just they're a mess. And she runs right into Karen. And she asks Karen what she's doing wrong and why these kids are acting so crazy. And Karen tells her she's doing nothing wrong. And she just has to hang in there. Welcome to parenthood. And Karen just laughs and leaves her. It's kind of (laughs) great. I mean, yeah. Karen, I always have your back. I'm here to support you. Just laughs at her and walks away. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. So then Dan shows up um, at the game and uh, goes up to Karen and gives her the newly signed deed to trick. And um, he tells her that he got Deb to sign trick back over to Karen and she initially refuses it. But Dan convinces her to take the deed. And so she does. And I say good, because now Karen has control of both businesses and neither one's going to close. Yeah, but it's Dan. I know. He has no stake in it, though. I don't trust him. Okay. He's trying to weasel his way back into Karen's life. I was going to say, he might not have stake in the business, but he's got stake in something else. That's true. So then we go back to Peyton and Derek, and they're back at her her house, and it turns out that Derek has a present for her. It is a boxing dummy. Yay. And he talks about how he hated their father for leaving when he was so young. And that's part of why he didn't want to get to know Peyton when she first reached out. And he tells her that, you know, boxing helped him kind of deal with his pain and channel his emotions and everything. And he starts to teach her how to box to deal with her issues and emotions and things. Big brother stuff. Big brother stuff. Yep. 
I mean, if she still refuses to go to therapy, you know, yep. might as well be Hit on some a things. dummy. Yeah. Yep. Might as well be it on a dummy. Yep. So and then we go back to defense. Also that. Exactly. Exactly. Build her confidence a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Then we go back to the game and we see that the Ravens have a nine point lead. And there's just a few seconds left in the game. And Whitey decides to pull Nathan off the court to make sure nobody gets a cheap shot at him in the last few seconds of the game with his knee. And he sends Lucas out. And Lucas knows that if they score one more point, Nathan is going to be in serious trouble with Dante. Because let's not forget the bet that Dante has is that the Ravens are going to lose or win within 10 points. And then um, because then we see Dante tell Bear that if the Ravens score just one more point, Nathan doesn't get out of this gym in one piece. Yeah. Bad news. Also, where did Bad this news, injury come Bear? from? It it showed up after the um the river the rescue. It was the, yeah, it was the okay, river that's what I yeah. thought. I was just like, where the fuck did this knee injury yeah. come from? Because yeah. um when he was in the ER, they were wrapping his knee with no mm-hmm. explanation. And that yeah. was really and the first said they were gonna right. do tests, okay. and that's when they left and Dan assaulted Deb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I remember uh-huh. it was also, overshadowed Brody, by the assault. I heard what you said. Okay. I heard you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You said, it, you said it was bad news for Nathan. I said it was a bad news bear. His <laughs> name's Bear. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Caitlin thinks it's funny. Two I out of three went. I'm mad I didn't think of it first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then Lucas ends up getting fouled because that's what they figure out they're going to try to do to get the ball. And so Lucas has two shots to shoot. And if he makes any of those, he knows Nathan's ass is grass with Baron Dante. So Nathan or Lucas misses both shots and runs the clock out and the Ravens end up winning by nine points. And before Ooh. Lucas goes on, Mouth does ask, ask Gigi for ravenshoops.com. Gigi, what is Nathan's free, free throw average? And Gigi Lucas's. says, Lucas's, sorry. And Gigi says he is 92 from the, 92% from the line and 100% hot. To this boy that she has this other boy that she has a date with. <laughs> Gigi's just a very sexual being mouth knows right. that from the jump. He's got to deal with that. I was going to say he knew he words. He knows what he's signing up for exactly. because she's been making comments like this since well before they asked each other out. That girl is hornier right. than a cactus in the middle of Palm Springs desert. She oh, really is. Oh, 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 and wow. I love it. For really her. Is. She really <laughs> is good for her. She is one of those precocious characters in a teenage, like a teen drama, teen comedy, who would describe herself as a very sexual being. (laughs) Yes, she would. She's one of those girls who has absolutely never seen a man naked before or a woman naked before in real life and still Mm -hmm. describes herself as a very sexual being. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yes. So, Lucas misses both those fouls. And the Ravens uh, run out the clock to win the game. Everyone is very, very happy about the fact they're going to the championship game at state. Um, Except for Lucas and Nathan, who look at each other and they know what they did. And they're both very sad about it. They don't feel good. No, they don't feel good at all. They don't feel good at all. So then after the game, uh, Mouth talks to Skills and asks him if he had to choose hypothetically between a model or a nice girl, who would he pick? And Skills tells him to pick whoever is the most beautiful on the inside. And then immediately cracks up and says, no, dude, pick the model. What the (laughs) hell is wrong with you? How often is that ever going to happen? And it just leaves Mouth even more confused about the situation. Skills. I just love that this is a plot line for Mouth, to choose between Gigi or a model. Right. Or literally Carrie D. Right? Yes, I love it. To be fair, though, I... I think it's a good conflict for him to have because of oh, what yeah. we went through with Rachel. Absolutely. Right. So, exactly. Yeah. I think I honestly, I think he kind of needed it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very entertaining plot, but at the same time, yes, that's what I like about it too, is that it is very much a deep emotional thing for mouth to figure out his own shit. Mm-hmm. But also a very high school, uh, conflict for Again, our only high schooler. I was yep. the only one who's actually in high school. <laughs> 
Yep. I will say Haley was kind of squarely in high school right now, except for the whole being pregnant thing. Married and pregnant. <laughs> yeah. The whole married and pregnant thing, but the babysitting and dealing with the kids, that was a very high school thing. So oh, yeah. we right. can say like one and a half characters were in high school this episode, right. maybe. And like substitute the word husband for the word boyfriend. And I can't keep babysitting your kid. My boyfriend has a basketball game. Like, yep. yeah. Yep. Speaking I think that's of- why she stopped herself because she realized she sounded like a child. exactly exactly so speaking of Haley, she lost the kids (laughs) after the game she can't find him anywhere until she looks out on the basketball court and sees nathan with the kids and they are calm and they are happy and he's playing basketball with them and it's very sweet stop it ovary burster right there i was gonna say oh her ovaries exploded were she not already pregnant she would be now yeah like Uh absolutely full on like Yep. And he's showing, he's showing the little boy how to hold the basketball. So he shoots it right. And it's and the just little girl it's was so on cute. his shoulders and put uh-huh. the basketball in the net. For, oh, uh-huh. yeah. I don't want oh, kids and my ovaries exploded. Same. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, then as that's all happening, Lucas walks past Nathan and just looks at him with disappointment and keeps walking. Doesn't even say a word. Not only so. that, but he will, he looks at him with disappointment right after the little boy goes, I want to be just like you when I grow up. Yeah. Yep. And Lucas just looks at him like, huh, interesting. <laughs> you mean a point-shaving gambling person? Uh, in his defense, he wasn't trying to throw the whole game. He just needed to, like, toss it a little bit, you know? Yeah, that's well, still wrong. <laughs> I'm still not allowed. But I came up with that line while I was watching the episode today, and I needed to say it because I thought it was funny. Great. (laughs) We'll let you have that if I can have the bear joke. Fine. Great. Good. (laughs) I love that we compromise in this podcast. Then... Um, then comes my okay. Then comes my other favorite scene. I had three favorite scenes. Two involved Deb. The third one was this, which is Brooke coming over to Nick's to spend the night because she doesn't want to see Rachel because she's mad at Rachel. And he immediately says, oh, well, I was just actually on my way out to go get food. So let's go. And she's like, "Okay, great. I'm just going to drop my bag off. And so she rushes Uh. past him, sets the bag down on the floor, but then notices the red dress that she gave to Carrie D draped over the couch. And she immediately rips open his sliding doors into his bedroom to see a very almost naked Carrie D in lingerie getting dressed. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And Brooke immediately uh, slaps Nick and tells him she doesn't know who to hate more. Him for being a lying bastard or her for believing his crap and betraying her friend. She then slaps him again as she takes her stuff and the dress she gave the model and leaves. Yep. Absolutely. Get it, Brooke. Brooke. Oh, there are some good slaps, too. Those are Yeah. We love a good double slap. Both, Both of those. That was, yeah. Yeah. The second one took me by surprise. Usually we only get yeah. one. You know, mm-hmm. the second one, that was for good measure. That was good. Oh, yeah. Real good. And then we immediately cut to Brooke getting home um, to Rachel's. And she immediately is comforted by Rachel as she cries. Poor Brooke. Yeah. I mean, not like we didn't see this coming a mile away, but poor Brooke. I, yeah. I didn't know that this was going to, how it was going to end. I knew it wasn't going to end well. I mm-hmm. thought we did have a few more episodes with skeezy teacher Nick. Oh, I, honestly, I thought it was going to be a more drag it out. Yeah. No, I mean, I am too, but I just assumed we're in a little bit of a, a hiatus from scary Derek and they were going to drag out Nick a little bit, but yeah, I'm glad I will, I will say this season four for me, now that I'm remembering it, and Caitlin, you might attest to this as well. It feels like it's very like two separate seasons that they yeah. cut in half, really. Yeah, and we're culminate we're culminating towards the end of the first half of the season. And then is the second another, half of the season is very different from this first half. Is it another twenty two episode season? Or yep. Twenty three. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is episode seven, so that makes sense. Yeah, it's uh, the first nine, I think, are the first, this first arc. And then the second half of the 10 through 22 is the second part. That makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah, because we're almost done with state basketball mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. So that makes it's not going to be a basketball show anymore. 
what are we going to do? You'll find out because we've got, let's see, what, five more seasons? Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. So, yes. Then back to the episode. Um, we, we cut to Mouth, who is um, waiting for his date outside of this trendy club where all of these models seem to be showing up. And he waits for his date to arrive. And we find out it is Gigi. Gigi. He picked Gigi. Who looks so pretty. She looks so pretty. She looked very pretty in her little red dress. And yes, they just, they, then apparently they're just meeting there. Because then they walk away from the club to go on their date. And it's very cute and sweet. They hold hands. And for the first time in the whole series, I'm like, yes, Mouth. (laughs) You are chasing the correct girl right now. Uh-huh. Good for you. Uh-huh. Well, no, Erica. You're right. Erica, Erica was, was great. Yeah. She was short-lived, but Erica was great. Erica was good for about him. Erica. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So then we go to Nathan and Haley, who um, are back at their apartment, and they give the kids back to their mother. And Haley gets a really sweet hug from the little girl until she realizes that that was just for her to put a kick-me sign on her. <laughs> Classic. And as they look at the trash department, Nathan asks Haley if she still likes kids. And she replies that she'll like their kid. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Full circle the there. They are on the yeah. same page. Yep, yep. And then we get a quick scene of, of Peyton beating the shit out of that dummy in her room. And then the final scene is Nathan goes to see Lucas at the river court. And Nathan thanks Lucas and promises to make it up to him and the team. It was just a one-time thing, and it's over now. Lucas completely ignores him the entire time until Nathan leaves, and Lucas tells him that he will always be there for him, but never again. And as Nathan leaves, Lucas sees Dante's car drive by the river court. And the episode ends. So. The, yes. the end of episode montage was underscored by Band of Horses, and it I was. was very excited to hear Band of Horses again. Yes. This show is reminding me of so many bands that I just need to put into my daily rotation again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Band of Horses is one of them. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, what did we think of the episode, kids? I kind of already talked about how I feel about it in the sense of like, I liked how quickly it moved things along. Mm-hmm. this episode like the stuff with nick about it not being dragged out and like and i like that we got you know mouth's mouth's arguably first real mini baby arc of his series regularness mm-hmm. because yeah. he because ha- he's been i mean he's been a series regular for a while but it's been kind of how skills is right now where they weren't really sure what to do with him so he's just kind of around and well, then, like and last season he was a series regular in season three, right? Or not yet. Yeah. Yeah. I think so he was. Last season, yeah, all he had to do was the Jimmy stuff. Well, it was Jimmy and it was Rachel. He right. was right. you know, he was tied to Rachel for most of season three as yeah. well. So it's it was nice now to that get that's the boy a break. Yeah, yeah, I think they're they're trying to figure out what to do with him because they've burned the bridge with him and Rachel, which I think everyone's grateful for more so. And yes. you know, it's they've got to figure out what to do with the boy. And so I like that they did that and made him, you know, have his own little storyline with Gigi. And I hope that plays out more. And, mm-hmm. you know, so. And I, I did make a note of um, how expensive this episode must have been, because we always joke about how they couldn't have Deb on this episode because they had Whitey. They couldn't have mouth on this episode. Oh, yeah, they had everybody. You know, every single person uh, yeah. in the cast was in this episode. Yeah. What I will say, though, probably Whitey's shots only took probably about a day or two to do because Whitey's only right. in the basketball court sh- uh, shots and then the locker room. Right. Mm-hmm. But but so. yeah, everyone made an appearance in this episode. Oh, yeah. Everyone so. was there. And I feel like everyone got a little bit of, you know, screen time and a little bit of a storyline. Yeah. This episode, no, which I, is I really liked this episode. Yeah. yeah. Even Dan and Karen got enough. I mean, it was little. But Dan just made up for it for the old prostitute line. Like that just made right. my day. Unfortunately, yeah. You know, they all had they all had fun stuff to do. They all, you know, it was all I mean the only one who was, really didn't have fun was Peyton, but you know, PTSD will do that to a girl. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And none of it was pointless. Every single character, even though everyone was in the episode, they all all of their plots moved along in mm-hmm. some way. And yeah. 
that was it was it was nice i i really did like this episode regardless of how messy it was Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah it's a good episode it's and like i said it's gearing up for what's going to happen because i i had to look it up and it's actually episode 10 that is the mid-season finale and they treat it like a mid-season finale because i think it was Mm -hmm. off for like a couple months for another thing because this was the first series on the cw and so they were doing like shows in the middle of other shows on their scheduled stuff and so they were Mm -hmm. gone for a couple months for like a random reality show to be put on for some time or something so yeah um but yeah i like this episode it's it's a good episode it like i said it ramps up to episode 10 or episode to the mid-season finale that we're going to get here in a couple episodes i'm glad they don't drag stuff out that's what i feel like the theme of season four is is just they're not dragging a lot of stuff out it just keeps going bam 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 and yeah that theme that season four a lot of shit happens in season four and we just need to buckle up because every episode something like this is probably going to happen i kind of feel like Again, I mean, they were always on the bubble, meaning they might get canceled. But I feel mm-hmm. like since it's senior year, I really feel like the writers were trying to wrap up everything. Mm-hmm. And so they had to keep everything moving just in case they got canceled once. Well, and you know, I know they, they thought they weren't going to get renewed. I mean, they were lucky that they they were grateful that they got the season pickup they did for season four. Because let's not forget, right. that was on a new network where literally... Both networks, WB and UPN, canceled half their shows. Yeah. And most shows got canceled not because of low ratings, not because of anything that was bad, but just because they didn't have enough hours in their programming to do it. That's why Everwood got canceled. That's why a ton of other shows got canceled, Mm -hmm. was merely because they didn't fit the programming schedule. Right. Right. So. I'm also um, trying to look up, because you said that episode 10 was the mid-season finale. mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm trying to remember when a certain episode happens. Uh huh. And I don't know if it's episode ten or eleven. And you can text me, and I can. Okay. Okay. Great. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Oh, if it's what I think you were thinking. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It is. Yep. Yeah. It is. Things to look forward to, Jesse. Gentle Ah. listeners, Jesse is. Having a very, very She's big the grimacing emoji. Yeah, yes, very much a, a big grimacing emoji <gasps> as she chugs whatever alcoholic beverage was in front of her there. Alcohol? What? No, what? never. Never. It never. is a wild watermelon. What is it? A fruit smash super hard seltzer wild watermelon, and it has Zaboomafu on it. Oh. Oh, that's adorable. That's cute. It's okay. not that good, but it does the trick. I also wore my my only sports article of clothing today for in honor of the state tournament. It says beat the other team. There so. we go. There we go. <laughs> so yes. I am incredible today. <laughs> Great. Okay. Anything else we want to add before we get on any more tangents? Because this is, seems to be happening every time. It's we good? Great. Uh, great, so, great. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Guys, thanks so much for listening. As always, don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. It does help us out in the long run. And yeah, hit us up on social media. We are everywhere you can find it at On Wednesdays Pod. Um, If you want to get in touch with us, um, the Instagram DMs is usually the best place to get to us. Caitlin and I are happy, happy, happy to reply to anything. Jesse is still the carrier pigeon correspondence because, again, I will never let this joke die. Maybe next season. I don't know. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week for another wonderful episode of On Wednesdays We Watch One Tree Hill. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye. She's a slutty, lying, liar, liar person.